Welcome to the Indigo Tent. In this podcast, number nine, we'll continue the call to go deeper with the idea of showing up and being in tune. Hi, Wendy. Welcome to the tent. How are you today? Hey, Zella. I'm doing good. I'm really excited for another one of our conversations. That's good. We entitled podcast number nine, Becoming the Instrument. So explain to our listeners why this topic, what made you come up with this title? So glad you asked. In a recent conversation, I was thinking about instruments and I was playing the Mona Lina as I've done before. And I noticed one of the the chords was out of tune. And so it just kind of left this mark on me. And And then I started thinking about rhythms and patterns and how in nature we start, we look at the patterns of the seasons and we think about each season in its pattern. It has a purpose for being. So spring might represent new life, new and birth. Summer is growth and fall is retreat and winter is maybe hibernating. And so in the systemic work that I do, We talk about patterns in the sense of a survival mechanism. And these patterns help serve to keep systems alive. And we all belong to a lot of different systems, from a family system to a city system to a work system to a country system. And now a global system with our pandemic. Yes. And so I started thinking about how these patterns, in their effort to to preserve the system, sometimes those patterns can serve us, but sometimes they can also cost us or pull us out of tune, if you will, from the instrument. Okay, that makes sense. And give our listeners some examples of patterns and where do these patterns serve us? And then specifically, how do they end up costing us? Sure. One example that came up recently for me was the idea of showing up. Well, it's important to show up, right? Because that means that you're there and you're giving it your effort and, and you're being there for everyone else. And, and a lot of us, I would imagine, have this pattern of we have to be there. And what is that? Uh, you know, what causes us to want to show up? Well, survival of the pattern, of course, in the system. The idea of this serving and costing us really hit home this past weekend during a, a one of the many Zoom calls I was on, thinking of this idea of the showing up. Is it for me connected to a, a sense of loyalty? And I've seen this sense of loyalty happen in, in different events, in volunteering, in relationships, in performing, of course, because you have to show up for your audience. Definitely have to show up for that. <laughs> and I've seen it in teaching and work projects in many areas of my life. So I saw that it was serving me and accomplishing a lot of goals and, and being there. But then at the same time, I realized what was it costing me? Well, sometimes the cost is when I'm trying to show up so much for everywhere else. And everyone else. Then I'm taking on too many things and then I become a little bit fragmented. Mm -hmm. And then it impacts the quality of our work, our thinking, leaving us less time to contemplate and to basically show up for ourselves. And that's the theme of our podcast, become this person 
with this higher self, this higher calling? How can we do that if we're not showing up for ourselves because we're showing up for everybody else? Exactly. This, I, I imagine that many of us, perhaps in the last uh, few weeks, are feeling now the effect of over-zooming or zoomed out. You know, right. We're just like, okay, yet another Zoom. <laughs> right. And even in normal times, away from the coronavirus situation that we're in, we tend to show up because it helps us to overcome shyness or vulnerability. We want that exposure to help us, we think, come out of our shell, but it can end up costing us again. We're walking away from the goals, maybe, and especially the mission that we have for ourselves, that higher purpose. I recently sold my home that I lived in for 25 years, and a friend suggested that we have some type of a of a going away party. Now this was before the coronavirus and we were all going together at the house and mm-hmm. popped uh, open a bottle of champagne and, and just toast the memories. And I realized as the time grew closer for that event, I thought, no, I don't want to do it. I'm, I'm only doing that because she has suggested it and out of a sense of loyalty, but it wasn't going to serve me. What really was better for me, my personality and my higher self was to go to the home alone and walk around in the house and the property and let those memories flood over me Mm. so that I could let go and move on to the next phase, the next part of my journey. So that requires that we tune in to ourselves and we see ourselves as an instrument. And we've got to start recognizing and examining the patterns of of our own life. We've got to learn when to say yes, when to say no, when does something sound out of harmony or when and what are triggers in our lives that are keeping us from being that divine instrument so that we can be a benefit to society. What listeners do you want to be as instrument of? And Wendy's going to lead us into an activity that will help you fine tune yourself as an instrument of joy or of peace or whatever your intention, your higher calling is. Yeah, it really struck me as, as I have my instrument next to me, Basically, every day when I'm on the computer, I look at it and I realize, you know, this, this instrument, it has the vibration that literally tunes us into ourself or tunes us into a state of peace and of homeostasis. And I thought about if we're all made up of energy, which is a form of vibration, then aren't we also like the instrument where we can be in tune or out of tune? And so when I think about this analogy of the, the instrument, then it, like you said, what type of instrument do we want to be in our lives? Do we want to be an instrument of chaos or an instrument of peace? And mm-hmm. the only way to do that is work, be that instrument. And so one of the ways that we do in this systemic work is, is we're really trying to become aware of these types of patterns that maybe are no longer serving us, they might be costing us. And so it's part of that awareness is noticing what causes them or what triggers those patterns. It's a good idea to think about, okay, when, when you notice a reaction, like an emotional reaction, for example, when I noticed that I was showing up for everybody else and when was, and, and I had an assignment to do some reflecting, but yet I was so busy showing up for everyone else, I didn't have time to do any reflecting. So then I became aware that, oh, I need to show up for me too. 
All right. How can I, now that I'm aware of this pattern, react to it differently? Once you notice that generally it's an emotional reaction, which is the trigger, then just you start thinking that, about this. Okay. This is possibly representing something that is out of tune. And once I notice this trigger now, I can start to ask myself, who am I really reacting to? Who am I really reacting for? Because it may not be you. It may be you're reacting out of loyalty to someone else or something else. What system is reacting through me? And then you can start thinking of the, maybe the other person in the connection, if there, if there happened to be another person. Also, consider what are they reacting to or for? What systems are informing them? Right. What are their triggers? What right. emotional reaction are they working from? Exactly. What's the root of that reaction? And that's kind of like this thing we call zooming out is to see the bigger picture so that we can understand the systemic pieces that are going on in this big systemic puzzle of what are the roots of all of these reactions that we're having. And when we see them, now we have choices to be able to deal with them differently. So the last piece is, are you willing to look deeper into this? And are you willing to consider writing down the thoughts that have come out after you do this deeper look? And I'm hearing so many people, so many teachers, so many friends, so many people on YouTube are talking about this is a time because we're in isolation because of the coronavirus. This is a time for self-reflection. Even the queen made note of that when she gave her speech to her nation a few days ago, that this is a time to self-reflect, to be quiet. The whole world is shut down and it's an opportunity to look deeper within. We're going to leave you listeners with a quote from Wendy. And she said in one of her teachings, I'm discovering that to be a finely tuned instrument of joy and peace requires time immersed in the practice. I am committing to continue the practice of becoming the instrument. We leave you with that quote listeners, and we ask you to go deep within and fine tune that beautiful instrument that you are. See you next time in the tent. Bye-bye. To tap into our higher self, we seek to align the elements of interaction with harmony. What element will you use today, dear listener, to transform you into your highest self?